Hey, Bettys. Welcome to the Better Podcast. It's your host, Dr. Stephanie. It is geeky magic time where I step away from the interviews and just talk to you. It's just going to be me and you today. And these episodes, I'm going to bring you personal insights, frequently asked questions, topic du jour in a more condensed, quick, and actionable way. I go hard on the geek, wrap it up with sprinkles and magic for you to do and be better. I get a lot of questions about how to ease perimenopause and menopause symptoms. And here's a really simple answer for you. Take a good mineral supplement. Your body loses a ton of minerals as you transition through perimenopause and menopause and mineral deficiencies make a lot of the common symptoms worse. For example, if you're struggling with poor sleep, fatigue, joint pain, hot flashes, or any other side effects that are wearing you down, you might think about giving Beam Minerals a try. Their full-spectrum mineral supplement contains every single mineral that you lose during perimenopause and menopause. And there is a meaningful dose here with close to 100% bioavailability. All you have to do is take a shot of liquid every morning to replenish your mineral stores and ease the symptoms that you might be experiencing. Beam Minerals just taste like water and you'll feel the difference within a few days. Head over to beamminerals.com and use the code BETTER for 20% off. Today on Geeky Magic, I wanted to talk about the love story of digestion. (laughs) And in, in particular, I wanted to talk about the cephalic phase of digestion. Now, I know that many of you listening are practitioners and many of you are just health seekers, my Bettys who are looking to live a better life. And one of the things that I wanted both of my, all of my Bettys who listen to this podcast to understand is that most things start off in the brain and that includes digestion. Um, digestion Often we think of it as starting off in the GI tract or the stomach, um, but really digestion is a, initially it starts as a brain centric um, event. And then the events of digestion are coordinated by the nervous system. And when we talk about the cephalic phase of digestion, it does have a bit of a sexy name to it, but when we look at the root of it, um, Kephalos is the Greek word for head and cephalic is talk is referring to the head. So it's the top part of digestion. And really, when you think about where digestion starts, it's in the brain. And we I want to talk about this in the context of cranial nerves. So I want to talk about some of the cranial nerves that are involved in digestion. And these are, uh, you know, motor and sensory um, supplies within generally within the head and the neck. And then I want to talk to you about some strategies around how you can up level um, and level up your cephalic phase of digestion as well. So let's think about what happens with digestion in the context of our cranial nerves. Well, the first cranial nerve, cranial nerve one, is our olfactory nerve, and it conveys information around smell. So of course, if you are smelling your food, I mean, we, we obviously smell our food before we, before we start chowing down on it, or at least hopefully there's some waft of something getting up into your nose before you're eating. This is the oldest of our cranial nerves as well. Hence the, um, why it's called number one. 
And this is why essential oils can be so powerful as well. But when we're talking about this in the context of digestion, smell is so important, right? And we've used this to you know, determine whether foods are rotten, whether they're good for us, whether they're poisonous, that kind of thing, uh, whether they're sweet, because you can smell those things. The second cranial nerve is via the optic nerve. So this is our vision. So this is going to, you know, the cranial, our optic nerve is going to transmit visual information. And hopefully you also look at your food before you eat it. You don't just close your eyes and throw it back. I mean, maybe you're, if you're a gangster, maybe that's the case, but I always look at my food and you know, that's also going to, that's part of the cephalic phase of digestion. So you're looking at the food again, you're looking whether it's good, how appetizing it looks. And this is why you'll see when you go to, um, you know, bougie restaurants, they really do, focus on the presentation, right? And there's that old saying, like you eat with your eyes, right? Before you eat with your stomach. Um, so vision is really important. We can also talk about vision in the, in the context of eye movement. So cranial nerves three, four, and six. So the ocular motor nerve, the trochlear nerve, uh, the abducens nerve, we won't go, we won't go into that, but basically those are, um, involved in your eyes, like the ability of your eyes, um, to move. And what I wanted to focus on was a, a couple of other nerves, which I think are really cool. So the trigeminal nerve, number five, um, has three main branches, um, but it it's so some of it, you know, provides sensation to the skin and face. But the one of the branches of the trigeminal nerve controls the muscles of chewing, of course, that is involved in the cephalic phase of digestion. We're going to get into the mechanical um, part of digestion uh, through our oral cavity um, in just a moment. And a couple of other important cranial nerves, we have cranial nerve nine called the glossopharyngeal. So glossos from the Greek tongue. Um, so these are going to um, provide, they're going to provide parasympathetic, uh, input. Um, it can, you know, if you, it's involved in the gag reflex, uh, of course the vagus nerve, vagus nerve is number 10. This is providing sensory and parasympathetic, um, supply to all of the structures, um, in the head and neck. And then the last one that I wanted to mention is cranial nerve 12, hypoglossal. So hypo means under, glossal for tongue, but this is actually referring to the position that the cranial nerve actually comes out from. It comes out from underneath the glossopharyngeal nerve. And of course, as you might guess, if we're talking just about the tongue, it is going to supply the muscles of the tongue, controlling tongue movement. Um, and so very, very important for that cephalic phase of digestion. And I always like to think about digestion as a bit of a love story. <laughs> you know, like you are looking at the food, you're serenading it, you're getting intimate with it as you're preparing it. And in doing so, you are activating your smell, your visual cues. Of course, you start to salivate off. I mean, I'm actually even salivating right now as I'm talking about food and I'm trying to like make sure that, that, that we keep that under control as I'm talking about uh, the cephalic phase of digestion for you. But whenever we are preparing food in the home, we are engaging in this cephalic phase of digestion. And a couple of interesting facts that 70%, that's a big number, 70% of our pancreatic juices are produced during the cephalic phase of digestion. So this is 
really, really important because as, and it's all about the preparation of food. And when I say preparation, it's like the song and dance, right? It's the love that you put into it. And then you get, of course, through that cephalic activation, you get, um, you know, an, 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 an amplified digestive response. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is, you know, humans, we've been around for call it 200,000 years, right? And fast food, which has become really commonplace, particularly in the last 18 months, I think there's been more, you know, there's been at some points, maybe more of a tendency towards baking and comfort foods. But fast food in general, you know, the reliance on if you're in North America, you know, we have food delivery via Uber Eats. Um, I know that there's many other uh, carriers, but that's, you know, the one that I think of. Fast food has, you know, barely been around, barely been around. Um, you know, a hundred years would be very, very, um, that would be an overstretch. Like, conser- you know, fast food really has been around for like, call it the past 50, uh, 50 to 60 years with like TV dinners and that kind of thing. And the problem with fast food um, is that we're just not evolved for food to just show up and eat it right? We're not in, we're not evolved as humans for like hamburgers to show up from Uber Eats and then just to consume it. Sodium is an essential nutrient involved in the maintenance of normal cellular balance, the regulation of fluid and electrolytes and your blood pressure. Start your morning right with a refreshing salty tonic of LMNT. It's spring season now, which means I will be enjoying watermelon or grapefruit salt on ice, and it is a fabulous way to balance stress hormones and make sure that I am maximizing my muscle gains. Element T also has a no questions asked refund policy. Try watermelon or any flavor that you want, and if you don't like it, they will refund your money no questions asked, and you don't even need to return the box. Head over to drinklmnt.com forward slash Dr. Estima. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And you will get a free LMNT sample pack with any purchase. There should be this whole process of like, cutting the meat, seasoning the meat, shaping it in your hands, you know, um, putting it on the grill and, you know, looking at the food, determining when it's ready, you know, plating it with, you know, the pickles and the mustard or whatever you're putting on it. And this is why I say that preparation is like a love story. You know, you need to look at your food. You need to smell your food, taste your food, revel in your food. And, you know, we can go down a whole, um, tangent on pheromones and like why we're attracted to, you know, certain people. And this is again, through that nervous system, through the, um, through some of the cranial, like that nervous system activation, but food is really no different. And, and I'm not trying to, and I will also say with the, you know, idea of being truthful and honest and transparent with you. I love to cook at home. This is like my favorite thing to do, but I don't always do it. So there are times when Uber Eats, we are ordering, you know, my favorite hamburger joint, like the hamburger comes, or there's like this Portuguese chicken place that just makes the absolute best chicken. Like there's some times where I'm like, I just don't have the capacity to spend 45 minutes you know, preparing food. But there are things that you can do if you are um, someone who 
you know, orders out or, you know, by nature of your job, maybe you're traveling a lot or you have to, you know, you're going to client meetings or, you know, you're, you're eating out a lot to involve the cephalic phase of digestion. And we'll talk about those in just a moment, but just to really, um, double down on why this is, why this is really important. So I mentioned that, you know, 70% of our pancreatic juices are used or are produced rather during the cephalic phase of digestion. But imagine, you know, a hamburger just kind of showing up as, as I was mentioning and you have to eat it. Well, now you don't have those pancreatic juices, right? You're the visual cues, the olfactory cues, the, the, the sensory cues in the oral cavity haven't really had time to prepare for digestion. Like imagine how, and this is an example, um, I've used to, um, to teach other practitioners that, um, that I mentor, imagine how delighted you might feel, uh, if friends just like kind of showed up on at your house unannounced on a Saturday morning and said, Hey, you're going to help me move today. You need to move my furniture from this house to this new place that I'm moving. So you're going to be working with me all day long, lots of energy expenditure, lots of heavy heavy lifting, like most of us wouldn't be so delighted with like this zero warning for, for us to, you know, create an excuse to get out of it. But you know, if they showed up at your house and like, Hey, we have the truck, come on, we're going to move. The digestive system is the same right? You need to warm it up. You need to lube the tube, right? (laughs) Which is essentially what our digestive system is, is a long tube. You need to lubricate the tube with those salivary amylases, those lipases, those, all of the, all of the, you know, digestive enzymes and the juices that are going to help to take that food, break it down into its constituents, and then assemble it into either, you know, glucose, that's going to be a precursor for your energy, or you're going to repair tissue, or, you know, you're going to store fat or whatever it is. So we want to, we never want to shock the system. And this is, you know, this is why I keep saying digestion, that cephalic phase is a love story. So if you are someone who often orders in, you know, to the home or you're eating out, you know, eating at restaurants and that sort of thing. There are a couple of things that you can do to still initiate this cephalic phase of digestion. So the first thing obviously is when the plate, you know, if it's a, if it's a delivery, if it's an Uber Eats delivery, let's say, or some type of food delivery, um, no affiliation with Uber Eats, by the way, just, uh, you know, they're the one that, that we typically use, but Anyway, um, when the food comes, they usually come in some sort of plastic container, you know, whatever it is, take it out of the plastic, plate it on, you know, fancy plates or your regular plates that you eat and just put it on a plate so that you can just look at it so that you can admire whether it's, you know, bacon or eggs or burger or steak or whatever you've ordered, you can admire the food on your plate. And you can take time, you know, lean over and smell your food, smell the steak on the plate, smell the, you know, whatever the food is that you've ordered. Again, activating those cranial nerves. One of the things that I really like to do is I like to just kind of put, just have a moment of gratitude, even just for the ability to have the technology and the service that someone made 
something at a restaurant outside of my house. And then someone else picked that up and delivered it. So just having that moment of gratitude um, and present awareness, I think gives you that time to activate. Uh, albeit, you know, it's not a, as a long of a Delta T as you would if you were preparing the burger at home or whatever the food is at home, but you can still take some time to activate some of your senses. And of course, the other thing that you can do is chew your food slowly. So one of the rules that I like to give my private clients is a minimum chewing of five times on each side. And I know that that sounds you know, like, oh, God, but your mouth is really the only opportunity through these cranial nerves um, that we were mentioning. So through the hypoglossal nerve, through the glossopharyngeal nerve, through the, um, through, the, through the trigeminal nerve, this is the only opportunity that your digestive system has to mechanically break down the bolus, mechanically break down the food. After it leaves your mouth, it's all chemical digestion. So this is, you know, the digestive enzymes and the assimilation and the transport, all of the digestion that happens beyond the oral cavity is chemical. So your chewing is the only opportunity that you have. It's the only mechanical opportunity that you have to break down your food into a smaller bolus um, or into smaller pieces so that your chemical digestion that happens once you swallow um, is going to, um, is going to take over. And you want to be able to chew as much as you can. You know, um, often when I'm working with women, I'll say there's often a recommendation to consume a liquid meal once a day. So that could be in the form of a smoothie, it could be soups and that kind of thing or broths. And the reason for that is when things are in liquid form, you, the digestive system doesn't need to work as hard, right? It's already in essentially the form that is easiest to assimilate and to transport the nutrients to their destinations. So as much as you can chew five times on the right, five times on the left, uh, left side of the mouth, you are really going to help make sure that you're masticating, which is what chewing is. Your mastication is going to help with that mechanical breakdown. And of course, then you're also having the opportunity for some of those amylases and lipases that are, that are in the saliva involved in digestion to help continue to chemically break down that food into a bolus. So that's that's really important. The other, the other tip that I often give people when I'm trying to get them to eat a little slower is put the food or the fork down in between bites. So again, slowing down the consumption process, right? Like you don't want to, even if you were like, think about, you know, a, a you know, a love interaction, right? Like think about when I, when I talk about food as a love story, like you don't want to just rush to the climax, right? Like you want to sort of belabor it and tease it and dance and, you know, and do all of the things that really warm up, um, that warm up, you know, either yourself or, or your partner and digestion is the same thing. We want to just slowly continue. And one of the ways that you can do that is by putting your fork down in between bites. So as you're biting five times on the right, five times on the left, bringing, putting the fork down on the, on the plate or on the table, or if it's like a handheld, if you're having like, you know, tortillas or, you know, fajitas, or you're having, you know, burgers or something like that, put it down, put it like every bite, put it back down on the plate and then do your mastication, uh, five and five. Right. And this is really going to help 
so much. I think that what happens in our very rushed, very modern society is that we tend to skip this part. This part's not important, right? The point is the macronutrients. The point is the calories. The point is the blah, blah, blah. But this is the beginning of your interaction with food. It is a exogenous foreign substance that your body is miraculously going to take and assimilate into your body, into lipid membranes, into uh, muscles, into ATP, like the, and of course, you know, into making new bones, into making new marrow and blood cells and all the things. So you want to slow that process down. You really want to take the time for this first part of digestion, because after that, you don't really have to think about it until it's time to excrete the waste, right? Which is like maybe, you know, an hour or two, whatever it is later. So take your time in loving and giving your body the opportunity to dance with this food, right? To have this love story with the food. And that is your cephalic phase of digestion. So my little mission for you this week, should you choose to accept it, Betty, is to try at your next meal to slow down. So how can you look at your food? How can you get excited about the food that you are, are going to eat? How can you smell your food, touch your food? How can you masticate like a boss, right? How can you chew like you mean it? Um, and that's, you know, we can also have another conversation conversation around, you know, how our facial shapes have changed because, you know, a lot of us are not chewing properly anymore. And we're getting this like, uh, you know, this degradation of our masseter muscles and our jaws and all of that, like you need to be chewing. So that's my little, um, my love drop for you this week is to see how you can deepen your relationship with your food, to look at it, to love it and to prepare it to be assimilated into your body. So I hope you enjoyed this, um, this geeky magic. We'll see you later on Friday for Betty Bites. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. 